to participate in Christ's mission isn't for Christ to give me marching orders and say, okay, well, we're going to divide up the tasks to build the kingdom, and you're going to get task number 573. So just go off and do task 573 on your own, and when you come back, give me a report. No. The common mission is not divided, not parceled out, not assigned. The common mission is shared. To walk with Christ, to live with Christ, to suffer with Christ. That was Father Brett Terra, Legionary of Christ priest, giving a meditation during a month retreat, exploring the theme of what it means to share in Christ's mission. I'm Father John Bartunek, and welcome back to the RC Spirituality Podcast. Today we're going to dive into some apostolic formation. We're going to get a chance to listen to the entire meditation offered by Father Brett, in which he explores what does it mean to share this mission with Christ? What does it mean to be a Redden Christie Apostle? The original meditation was about 40 minutes long. We're going to divide it up into two parts. Today we'll listen to the first part, where he unpacks what it means to be united to Christ in the mission. And then in part two, next time, we'll look at what number nine in the rule of life of lay members of Redden Christie uh, says about our mission and how we live that out. What are the characteristics of the Redden Christie Apostle? I think you're going to like Father Brett. You've already gotten a taste of his style. He speaks very clearly, very directly, from his heart, and he uses vivid comparisons from everyday life. We're going to start the meditation after his introduction, and it might help to realize that he's giving this right around the time when Holy Week is coming up, right around the time when we're celebrating the Passion of our Lord. So without further ado, here's Father Brett Terra talking about what it means to be a Regnum Christi Apostle. And as we're going now into Holy Week, we can ask ourselves the same question. What if, like Christ, this were my last Holy Week? What if these were my last days to fulfill the mission God had given me? And so our Lord, He can always say, this is not my hour. My hour has not yet come. And we hear that over and over again in the Gospels. Until in fact, yes, his hour comes. But what about us? Do we recognize our hour? Or do we t- keep telling God, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. Yes, Lord. I'll do your will later. Read the signs of the times in your life. Recognize the hour that is upon you. Realize that the time you have is precious. It is a gift. And the mission is made for this time. The mission is for this hour. For this You have come into the world. This you have been been born. This you have been created for this mission. So what is this mission that we're called to share in? What are we called to? We speak often in Red and Christie about being servants of a common mission. What does that mean? 
Does that mean that we all have to be at the same place at the same time? That we all have to be there downtown Good Friday, carrying the crosses together? I mean, it's kind of nice if we, a lot of people are there. But that's not what common mission means. Common mission means we all participate, we all share in the one mission, the one mission of Christ. If I have a mission in life that is different from Christ's mission, then I'm not living for myself. I'm not living for him. I'm living for myself. I'm living as if my priorities and what I need to do is more important than him. To participate in Christ's mission isn't for Christ to give me marching orders and say, okay, well, we're going to divide up the tasks to build the kingdom, and you're going to get task number 573. So just go off and do task 573 on your own, and when you come back, give me a report. No. The common mission is not divided, not parceled out, not assigned. The common mission is shared. To walk with Christ, to live with Christ, to suffer with Christ. And so when we ask ourselves, am I living my mission as a Christian? Am I living my mission as a Rim Christi member? If we're thinking in terms of what I'm doing for Christ, then we've got it all wrong. That's your personal mission. That's not what we want. We want the common mission. We be asking ourselves, what am I doing with Christ? What am I doing with him? What am I doing in him? What am I doing together? In fact, we can ask ourselves, why do I keep saying I? Why don't I say we? What are we doing in the mission? What are we doing together? Because this is the great loneliness of the apostle. To feel that I have so much to do for Christ, and I don't have time to pray, I don't have time to be with him. No. The mission is never what takes you from him. The mission is not what you do to earn your audience ticket to be with him. The mission is him. It's life in him. And so, our Lord, in these last days, approaching the Passover, approaching his passion and death, his resurrection, he's not thinking, okay, I've got to go down to Jerusalem and you know, just do this one crucifixion thing, and then God the Father will finally let me into heaven. I just have this one more to-do. Just, I just have to die and rise, and then I'm done and finished. No. Going to Jerusalem is where Christ can be with the Father. Where Christ can be with his Father's will. It's where Christ can be most together with the one he loves most. And so his mission is not like this hoop he has to jump through in order to earn his reward. The mission itself is the reward. The punishment, the punishment,
punishment of sin is not that you have to go do stuff to make up for it. The punishment of sin is to lose your mission. It's to lose your God. The punishment of sin is actually just to be alone with my checklist, my priorities, my projects, and only me. That is the punishment of sin. That is true death. And so, who am I as an apostle? An apostle is one who is sent. You are sent out. But you're not sent out alone. Christ does not abandon you. He doesn't just toss you out of the nest and say, okay, good luck, and I hope you make it to heaven. I'll see you on the other side. No. He's going with you. And all his power, and all his wisdom, and all his knowledge, and all his love, and all his passion go with you into the world. This is what it means to be sent. God's love cannot be contained. It must go forth. It must go out into the world. And so what is our fear? For us, the fear is, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. I'm not good enough. I don't have the skills. I I can't. I'm... No, you're not God. Stop trying to be God. Let him be God. And you just be the one who walks with him. Just be the one who stays with him. So Father Eduardo in Rome, a few months ago, he gave a, a conference about the New Rome Christi statutes. And uh, he said something very profound, which was, he'd often heard comments from, you know, legionaries, consecrated lay people, that Rome Christi isn't the same. It's not the same as it used to be. We've changed it. It got changed. It got lost. It's, we've lost something. And Father Iwata said, no, that's not the case. You're listening to Father Brett Terra offering a meditation on what it means to be a Regnum Christi Apostle, what it means to share in Christ's mission. I'm Father John Bartunek, and this is the RC Spirituality Podcast. Please don't forget to visit our website, rcspirituality.org, where we have many, many resources that can help you discover and live your mission to the full. And now, back to Father Brett Terra explaining to us why exactly Writing Christie hasn't changed, even though it has changed. Writing Christie is what it has always been. But today, it's being expressed more completely than it has ever been. Today, we are expressing the mystery of this charism in a way that's never been expressed with such clarity, with such richness, with such diversity, with such variety. So yes, the expression has changed. The articulation, the words we use to describe ourselves have changed. But we have not changed. 
Because to say that we have changed is to say that the Holy Spirit who inspires us has changed. It's to say that the Holy Spirit has not been faithful. It's to say the Holy Spirit has done a, a bait and switch, like, oh, here, Graham Christie, and oh, here, take this one instead. No. God does not deceive. And the Holy Spirit has not deceived us. But what we are living now is a richer, more complex expression of what we were before. Many of you here have children. And you can think, gosh, when my daughter was nine years old, she was so simple, you know. Everything was so much easier. She was so happy. And now she's in, in high school. She's so complicated and you know, just so difficult. And I, I just don't get her. And it's so much easier before. My daughter's changed. She's not the daughter she used to be. No. She is the daughter. She always will be. But now, how she expresses and lives her identity has grown, has matured, has increased in complexity. Yes, more complicated, not more simple. But such is the nature of things that grow. Over time, they develop. to become more complicated. They become deeper. They don't usually become simpler. Raiden Christie and our mission are starting to look a lot more complicated now. A lot new forms, a lot new expressions, a lot new ways of doing things. And that's because the movement is no longer a small child. The movement is growing up. It's growing in responsibility. It's growing in maturity. Yes, growing in complexity. And we are living through growing pains. Growing pains. But it's worth it. You can't be a nine-year-old for 60 or 70 years. You have to grow up. It's what God wants. And we're not growing alone. Not growing away from the Holy Spirit. We are growing with the Holy Spirit. We're growing with God. and We're growing with the mission. I want to read the number from the New Draft Rule of Life. Number nine. Impelled by the Holy Spirit and in the style of St. Paul, Red and Christian members seek to transform the world in Christ. They endeavor to be supernatural in their aspirations, magnanimous of heart, audacious and self-given, Tenacious in the face of difficulties, practical and effective in action. Is this not who we are? Magnanimous. Magnanimous. It's not, oh, I hope Father doesn't call me or ask me to do something. Not, oh, I hope I don't get an email because I might have to. Respond to that. Magnanimous. I go to my team leader. What can I do to help? I go to my section director. How can I share in the mission? Yeah. 
and go to the legionary. Father, do you need help with anything? And it's not that I say yes to everything that comes my way. But I want to be able to say yes. And if I can't say yes, I want to be able to support it in my prayer. Magnanimous. The disposition, the readiness to give what you can. Obviously, not give more than you can. You have to maintain boundaries. God only expects what's possible. We want to do everything. That's not magnanimity. That's poor management. But the magnanimous soul is always eager, always has this readiness, always has this excitement. And so you see opportunities everywhere. You're not going to have the time to live every opportunity for Christ. But you have the desire, you have the passion, fire. And if you can't do it, you get excited to see someone else who can. Magnanimous. The world is full of possibilities. Because for God, nothing is impossible. Audacious in self-giving. What if I told you that a half dozen of you were going to be in charge of organizing a major archdiocesan conference? Well, you'd probably freak out and you'd run, run out the door and say, okay, that's it. Others lost it. Well, that's what the men's section did just a few weeks ago. The men's section, it's like a quarter of the size of the women's section. And these guys are working full time, right? And of all the people in the men's section, you know, only a handful are really able to participate full time in this. And that's what they did. Half dozen dudes on fire for Christ brought together over 300 men from all over the diocese. Audacious. Yes, they're obstacles. Yes, they made tons of mistakes. Yes, um, even some things ended up being kind of stupid or kind of awkward. But lives were touched. Hearts were changed. And these men see that it's not because we're so well-organized. It's not because we're so experienced. It's not because fill-in-the-blank, whatever qualification you put on LinkedIn. No. Because Christ is with us, and we are in the mission with him. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether that men's conference was a success in worldly terms. It didn't matter if it broke even. It didn't matter if they had 10,000 guys there or if they had 20 guys there. What mattered was that the Holy Spirit put it on the hearts of these men to walk with Christ. And they stayed with Christ. To be in the mission with Christ means to share in Christ's victories and in Christ's failures. To walk in the mission of Christ means not to be afraid to be audacious, to feed the 5,000 with Christ. For just a few weeks later, to be with Christ, when he pronounced his discourse on the bread of life, and all those thousands just left him, left him, to suffer with Christ the failures, and yes, even 
the failure of the cross, but always to be with Christ, with Christ, with Christ. When we leave the mission to protect ourselves, to protect our time, to protect our interests, to protect, we lose that holy audacity. We lose that ability to walk in step with Christ. And we follow a different tune, we follow a different rhythm. We forget who we are. We forget the common mission, Christ's mission. That was part one of Father Brett Terra's meditation on what it means to be a Redmond Christie Apostle, what it means to share in that common mission with Jesus Christ, and the beginning of his reflections on number nine from the Rule of Life for Lay Members of Redmond Christie, which describes kind of a profile of the apostolic dimension of our lives in Regnum Christi. Our next podcast will continue with Father Brett's description of those characteristics, that profile of a Regnum Christi apostle. But for now, if you'd like to go a little deeper into this theme of our missionary identity, this element, the apostolate, this one of the five elements of our lives in Regnum Christi, I'd like to recommend a book which you can find more information about at rcspirituality.org called Go, 30 Meditations on How Best to Love Your Neighbor as Yourself. It's a book I wrote a few years ago exploring precisely this essential dimension of our Christian vocation and our Redmond Christie vocation. What does it mean to, to evangelize? What does it mean to be a missionary? What does it mean to be an apostle, to do apostolate? These are themes very dear to our hearts as followers of Christ. Uh, And this book, 30 Meditations, is 30 short chapters, which you can read as spiritual reading. You can also use it for your prayer. There's questions for discussion. You can do it with other people, with your team, with a small group, even with one other person. I'm Father John Bartunek at rcspirituality.org. Thanks for listening today. Tune in to the next podcast, where we'll listen to part two of Father Brett's explanation of kind of a profile of the Raymond Christie Apostle. Until then, please pray for us as we keep praying for you. God bless you.